Good evening, dear friends. Today is Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. Boy, I'm so happy to be here, and I really needed this tonight. I don't know about you. Our readings tonight are Psalms 81 and 82, and the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. I will bless God who gives me counsel. My heart teaches me night after night. I have set God always before me. Because God is at my right hand, I shall not fall. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your word incarnate, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O God, make haste to help us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Creator in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Creator, incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalms 81 and Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our festal day. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. God made it a decree in Joseph when he went out over the land of Egypt. I hear a voice I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called and I rescued you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. 
Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. For I am your God, who brought you out up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit it to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Then I would quickly, then I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate God would cringe before God, and their doom would last forever. I would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Psalm 82 God has taken their place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, they hold judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I say, you are gods, children of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of God. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for they have looked with favor on their creation. From this day, all generations will call me blessed, for the Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is their name. God has mercy on those who fear God in every generation. God has shown the strength of God's arm. God has scattered the proud in their conceit. God has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich God has sent away empty. God has come to the help of God's servant Israel, for God has remembered God's promise of mercy, the promise God made to our forebears, to Abraham and Sarah and their children forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our gracious Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, gracious and loving Christ. John chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. Again Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will, not walk, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, 
My testimony is valid because I know where I have come from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is valid, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Creator in heaven who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid. I testify on my own behalf. And the Creator in heaven, our God, who sent me, testifies on my behalf. Then they said to him, Where is your Creator? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Creator. If you knew me, you would know my Creator also. He spoke these words while he was teaching in the treasury of the temple. But no one arrested him, because his hour had not yet come. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. All power and glory and honor to you, gracious and loving Christ. Amen. I believe in God, the Creator Almighty, who made heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead, on the third day rose again, and descended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Creator. Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your nation come. Your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the nation, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God that your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O God, that we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O God, that there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O God, that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O God, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Mary, St. Francis, and all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ. We entreat you, O God. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your word, made flesh, our Savior, Jesus Christ, 
who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness, through the mercies of Christ Jesus our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your word incarnate, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead, we thank you for the blessings of the day that is past and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours through the one who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gracious Christ, stay with us. For evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep this night and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Some special intercessory prayers here, I think. I would like to pray for the victims of addiction. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. And for the absent. O God, whose love and care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech you graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing nearer to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of thy saints. Through the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Some prayers for healing. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your beloved creation for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory through Jesus Christ, by his love and grace. Amen. A prayer for protection. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the creator in heaven. Grant Jacob and Jack and Georgie, and Colin, and Paul, and Oscar, and Jeanette, and all of your children in need. We pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor, send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity to ages of ages. Amen. Let's share a few words about this evening's readings. I think we talked enough about this morning's readings this morning, but if you want to talk some more, reach out to me. So Psalm 81, according to my commentary, is an invitation to renew the covenant. So the community is invited to renew the covenant and then, of course, they're told what will happen if they disobey, <laughs> if they break the rules of the covenant. But I think that the beginning is so beautiful. It reminds us how our ancient ancestors praised and worshipped with the rhythm of the seasons, with the natural rhythms. Um, this in verse 3, it, it references the new moon and the full moon and the festal day. And so obviously there was a rhythm to the renewing of the covenant vows with God that was very much attuned with nature. And I think that that's something that's beautiful about the seasonality of our liturgy is that it's tuned into the natural seasons. That's a connection that I think we really need to remake in our spirituality and in our world as a whole. And then Psalm 82 is a petition for divine justice. And I think it's interesting, in my commentary here it says, the setting is the assembly of the heavenly beings who were thought to rule the nations of the earth under God's supervision. This psalm tells how, this psalm tells how these beings lost their authority by ruling unjustly and how God took over their rule. 
I think there's a relation here to um, spiritual warfare is defined by Walter Wink that we've talked about before, where there are spiritual powers that are associated with our what we see as earthly um, constructs. You know, everything from large corporations to churches, um, and that this spiritual aspect can get disfigured and turn away from God and holiness, and that it can be righted. God can right it. So I think here it's kind of like an example of that. You've got these spiritual beings with power on earth, much like we have contracts, constructs on earth that have power, um, you know, government, etc. And there is a spiritual aspect to them, absolutely. Um, we've talked about that last time about holistically there is there is um, spirituality in everything but a particular spirit I think um, is what we're talking about here particular spirits and and so it's not going well it's it's not right it's not just and so God takes over to make things right and and so I think that that is absolutely the prayer that we should be praying right now um, and maybe maybe we can kind of even modify this prayer God from your place in the divine council in the midst of all spiritual forces holding your judgment God, we need your justice. Justice is not being done right now. Right now, in our world, it looks like partiality is given to the wicked. The wicked run free and reprise against anyone who stands up against them. Give justice, O oh God, to the weak and to the orphan, to those who are lowly and destitute, to the weak and to the needy and to the brave who stood up and were retaliated against and hurt and attacked. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. For the wicked have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. We've been talking about shaking lately, haven't we? But when things are shaken, we know that that is a perfect opportunity for you to go into the midst of everything that's been shaken up and do your mighty work, God. Restore into the future vision of what you have created us and all your creation to be, to set things right, to build things not just as they were, but anew, with your insight that surpasses ours with a blueprint that not, we cannot even conceive of, God. So we say, you are God, God over all. So rise up, God. May your justice be done on earth, for we know that you are higher than any power. You are the highest. And we know that you are our beloved. We are your beloved and that you are working all things for our good. So intercede, God. Rescue us. 
Relieve us, restore us, and redeem us, O God. And all the powers of the earth, God. Amen. Rescue, restore, and redeem. Amen. Now, our gospel reading, we have read before and recently, and I think it's a little interesting that we've read it um, pretty close together. I think definitely within the last month, well, maybe not. I feel like it's really recent anyway. Um, But it definitely belongs here in Epiphany as well. So... Jesus is speaking again, and I think that's important, that he's telling them and telling them and telling them. And he says, I am the light of the world, and not just any light, but the light of life. And I think we can see here awakening and awareness and eyes open and seeing. We can see both the, we can see all the range of the metaphor there. But then the Pharisees say, you're testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. How many times, my beloveds, have we felt like that? That we are voiceless, that we are not allowed to self-advocate or stand up for ourselves or demand what is rightfully ours. But rest assured, in Christ we are given a voice. And Christ wants us, in following him, to stand up and speak. If you have ever felt that you had no power or authority to speak on your own behalf or the behalf of others, you do. It is given to you by Christ. So my beloved, do this. And this is, this is actually something that, that I am trying to put into practice myself because I realized that I had gotten sucked into reconfessing Re-giving and re- I was giving and taking back is, is, is a, a way it might be described. My fears to God. And so I was getting stuck in this loop where I was focused on fear. And I was praying on it and I was giving it up to God, but I was getting stuck there. Just like I got stuck for a bit when I was doing the 19th annotation in confessing and reconfessing sins like I talked about yesterday. So here's what I'm doing to break free. And I trust and believe in God that God will break me free. Absolutely. I am giving my fears to God. I am naming them, which takes away their power. And I am offering them to God. And in the sacred space of my very protected and privileged conversation with God, prayer, I open my hand and I let them go and I'm not hanging on to them. And then to break the cycle, I'm going to the next phase, which is claiming victory. Because we know that we've already got victory in Christ. And so when those fears try to come back and reemerge themselves, I say, I claim victory in Christ. I have given this to God and I trust in God that God has it in their hands. And then I get quiet and I commune with God and I ask God, what next? Right now in this moment, God, what next? Where would you have me focus my prayer? 
What action would you have me take? And sometimes the answer is be still. And sometimes the answer is take up your sword and fight. And fight this and fight it in this way. But that's what I'm doing. And I know that sounds a little bit formulaic and I've been trying to get out of formulas, right? But I'm really trying to rewire my brain here. And I, I learned that, well, I'm doing this with the help of my friend Robert. He illuminated a lot of this for me. He's, he's one of those dear friends I've been telling you about that I'm so blessed to have during this time. So that's what I'm trying, friends. Perhaps you would like to try it too. If you would like a prayer or accountability partner in that, let me know. I'm here for you. And I'm praying for you. Even those of you who I have not met and whose names I don't know, I am praying for you. May you know freedom. May you claim the victory and the voice that God has given you through Christ. And may you use it in the way of love to further God's work as a co-creator with Christ. I think that that is a good place to leave it right now. Well, maybe I'll just say this. <laughs> Sorry. The Pharisees don't know who Jesus, it, the original word here is Father, and I switched it for Creator, but they don't know who Jesus is talking about. And they don't know Christ. And Christ says, Yeah, if you knew me, then you would know my Creator. And I think that that, too, applies to our daily lives. I think that when we are in relationship with God, when we are tuned in, we are better able to see that of God in each other. And so when we encounter someone in whom we're having trouble seeing God, we can ask for God's help. And when it's the opposite, when we encounter someone and they treat us like we are less than, know that the reason that they're not seeing us for who we are is because they don't know God for who God is. And so perhaps lift this up to God, see what God has to say about it, an appropriate prayer would be for them to come to know God. And perhaps we could pray with compassion for them because we all know what it is like to be unable to see and to know. We've all been blind, deaf, and dumb at some point. So out of compassion, let us pray. for all creation to come to know you, God. Amen. Almighty God, 
You have given us grace at this time with one accord. <laughs> Sorry. To make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved word incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in the name of Christ, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.